Hello world, hello USA. Welcome to our live broadcast on this wonderful Christmas Eve. Praise God, hallelujah. I'm Pastor Scott from Lighthouse Church, Lighthouse Ministries, located in Southern California. You know, I love Christmas Eve. It's my favorite day, night of the year. And uh, we are so blessed to be celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. Amen? Praise God. I want to tell you a little story real quick, and then we're going to pray. A family, including three boys, were vacationing in France one Christmas. For five wretched days, everything had gone miserably wrong. The father wrote, by the time Christmas Eve came, there was no Christmas spirit in our hearts. Besides, it was bitterly cold, raining, as the family went out to have dinner. They found a drab, I like that, drab little restaurant, shoddily decorated for the holiday. As the family entered, they noticed that only five tables were occupied. Two German couples, two French families, and an American sailor, all by himself. In the corner, a piano player, listlessly, that's a hard word to say, played Christmas music. On that Christmas Eve, no one in the restaurant seemed too happy. Customers were eating in stony silence. The young sailor was writing a a letter while he was eating, probably to his sweetheart. The waiter brought the wrong meal to their table. At another table, children were acting up. It was one of those days you wished you hadn't ever gotten out of bed. You ever had one of those? Suddenly, they were interrupted by an unpleasant and blast of cold air. Through the door came an old flower woman. She wore a dripping, tattered overcoat and shuffled in on wet, run-down shoes. She went from one table to another. Flowers, monsieur. Flowers, monsieur. Only one franc. No one bought any. Wearily, she sat down and ordered a bowl of soup. She said, I haven't sold a flower all afternoon. The piano player replied that his tipping jar was empty. Not much of a Christmas feast, a bowl of soup. A moment later, the sailor got up, the American sailor, And he walked over to the old flower woman and he said, Happy Christmas, smiling as he picked out two corsages. How much are they? He said. Two francs, monsieur. He handed the woman a 20-note franc. I haven't had change. I don't have change, monsieur, she said. The sailor leaned over and gave the woman a kiss and said, This is my Christmas present to you. One of the flowers he pressed flat, placed it in his letter. The other one he presented to the mother of the three boys, and he left. A few seconds later, Christmas exploded. Hallelujah. Throughout the restaurant like a bomb. The flower woman jumped up. The piano player began playing Good King Winslow. The mother of three suddenly appeared 20 years younger. The Germans began singing in German. The French couples sang in French. A few moments before, 18 persons had been having a miserable evening. It ended up being the happiest, the very best Christmas Eve they ever had experienced. Pretty cool, huh? Not bad. All right, guys, let's pray together, shall we? Lord, we thank you and praise you for the word of God. We thank you for this beautiful Christmas Eve. We ask now, Lord, that you would minister by your Holy Spirit, that you would touch lives, that you would encourage people, Lord, especially those that are down and out, 
or discouraged and maybe even a state of despair, Lord, that your spirit would come upon them and bless them and encourage them. Now we pray in Jesus' mighty name, amen. Now tonight we're going to light candles at the conclusion of our broadcast. So we have these little candles here, a little protective holder. And um, you might want to run out right now and get a candle. But if not, it's okay. And I want you to join with us because I believe a miracle is going to take place tonight. You ready for this? This is what the Lord gave me. That desire, that wish and prayer in your heart that God not only knows about, he's going to answer tonight. Hallelujah. On that blessed night at the site where Jesus was born, there were no gifts, there was no fanfare, there were no crowds, but just a husband and a wife and their sweet little baby boy. Isn't that cute? A stillness, serenity, and peacefulness enveloped humanity that very night at Christ's birth. The world was being touched by a great and mighty light. Hallelujah. Let's read John 1, 4, and 5. Open Bible? Yes. (laughs) In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. The darkness did not comprehend it. That night of Jesus' birth declares the fact that God always keeps his word, guys. When God says something, he's going to do it. Let's read it, Numbers 23, 19. God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Has he said it? Will not do it. Has he spoken it? Will he not bring it to pass? Praise God. A savior would be born to redeem mankind back to God for those who believed in him. That's the key, guys, for those who believed in him. On that star-filled night, out in the fields, the message that Jesus Christ was born was related to the shepherds by an angelic visitation as they were watching their flocks by night. God came to these poor shepherds and revealed the birth of Jesus Christ. The glory of God appeared and shone all around them. Jesus would bring great joy and hope to the world. Let's look at Luke 2, 9 through 11. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were greatly afraid. And the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For there has been born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. I always think of Charlie Brown Christmas, right? And little Linus who recited this verse. Praise God. O holy night, all is calm, all is bright. Tonight we celebrate the birth of Christ. When God transcended the universe, how do you like that? And he broke through the time-space continuum in human form. The word was made flesh and dwelt among us. I believe the Christmas story is a message of hope, love, and joy. This is a time when we all need hope more than ever before. Hope defined is expectation of future good. Let's take a closer look at the word hope. In the English language, hope can infer doubt, like I hope it doesn't rain tonight. (laughs) And it did. (laughs) We were gonna film outside, it started raining, we whisked into the house, and here we are filming on the inside. Did you want Casey to show the fireplace? Yes, Casey, could you show the fireplace? <laughs> She's going to turn the camera around. Hope in the scriptures always connected with faith and certainty. 
Faith and hope work side by side. We believe for what we expect or hope to come to pass in our lives. It is always connected with good things. You hear me? All things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Therefore, biblical hope is a confident expectation or assurance based upon a sure foundation. Let's look at Hebrews 11.1. Uh, <laughs> Faith is the substance of things <laughs> hoped for. The evidence things have not seen. Okay. How do we know that we have hope in this life? You know, there's a lot of people that have no hope. But as believers, we have hope. And in this life and the life to come. I want to give you three reasons for hope. Number one, the prophecies of long ago were fulfilled in Jesus' birth, predicting the exact location and events surrounding his birth. Out of the loins of Jesse, who was Jesse? David's father. father, Came the Messiah. Let's look at Isaiah (laughs) 11.1. There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of its roots. A branch shall grow out of its roots. At the appointed time, Jesus was born in the city of David, called what? Bethlehem. Bethlehem. Oh, Bethlehem. He came to the royal Davidic line, Jesus did. Micah 5.2. But you, Bethlehem Ephratah, though you, were, though you are little among the thousands of Ju- Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me the one to be the ruler of Israel. Amen. Whose goings further will be of old. From everlasting. And he was born of a virgin. Isaiah 7, 14. Therefore, the <laughs> Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. All right. Jesus would be worshipped by shepherds from the desert and that, and that foreign kings would present gifts to him. Psalms 72, 9 and 10. Those who dwell in the wilderness will bow before him, and his enemies will lick the dust. The kings of um, Tarshish and of the Isles will bring presents. The kings of uh, sorry, Sheba and Seba will offer gifts. You know, and, and when the wise men came to bear gifts, they came when Jesus was probably about two years old. You know, a lot of Christmas cards, you have the manger scene, you have Mary and Joseph and the baby, and then you have these wise men. But they didn't get there for about two years later. And uh, it's interesting because they came from that very location, probably Babylon or modern day Iraq, and um, came bearing gifts. And they said, we have come to worship him. I love that story. Number two, the hope of Israel would be restored through the promise Messiah's birth, life and death and resurrection. In 1948, on March Excuse me, May 14th, what happened? Israel became a nation. nation. We became a ministry in 1998, 50 years later in the year of Jubilee. Wow, praise God. Do you think we're prophetic? Yeah, I think so. And uh, that nation will remain until the coming of the Lord once again, until Jesus returns once again. The hope of Christmas is the fact that the Lord has a purpose and plan for your life. Do you know that? And your existence. You have a destiny, just like Jesus. You will never find your destiny until you find Christ and follow him. And we're gonna give you a chance to receive Christ at the end of this broadcast. Jesus' coming was a message of hope and love to all the world, 
O little town of Bethlehem, (laughs) the hopes and fears throughout the years are met in thee tonight. God's love broke through in the birth of Jesus Christ. This hope still remains today as we go to Bethlehem in our hearts and we revisit the most amazing and miraculous event that ever took place in human history. Praise God. Jesus' name shall be called what? Help me. Wonderful. Wonderful. Counselor. The Mighty God. The Everlasting Father. And the Prince of Peace. His name is Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. Praise God. Number four, this is what gives us so great hope. The fact that God is with us. God is with you tonight. God is near to you. And he dwells inside us as believers in Christ. The Bible says we are, we are as believers, we have a new and living hope that endures forever. 1 Peter 1.3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope. A living hope. The psalmist wrote, I will continually hope in you. Praise God. And your hopes will not be disappointed. Hope releases faith, and, and hope also produces love in our hearts. Romans 5.5. 5. Now hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. May the hope, love, and joy be yours this Christmas Eve. Shall we pray? Lord, we thank and praise you for the word of God, and we thank you, Lord, for the message of Christmas. And on this Christmas Eve, Lord, on this rainy night here in Southern California. We worship you, Lord Jesus. We bless you. We praise you. We love you. We thank you for all the things that have happened in our lives, even the hard times that we've gone through. We know we'll turn around for our good. We love you, Lord. Now, for those who don't know Christ, you're listening and viewing this broadcast. You've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I did that on a balmy night in Palm Springs, California, age 14. It forever changed my life. If that's you, would you pray this prayer and be sincere and Christ will come into your life. Say, Lord Jesus, I ask you now to come into my life. I believe that you died on the cross for me. Forgive me of my sins. I turn from my sins and I turn to you. I receive you as my personal Lord and Savior. I'll love you, I'll follow you and worship you all the days of my life. In your precious name I pray. And you believers out there that need to rededicate your life, you kind of been cruising around doing your own thing, The Lord's calling you in. There's a big revival coming very soon. You want to be a part of this, this move of God. Pray this prayer if you need to come back to Christ. Say, Lord Jesus, I want to draw near again. I want to love you like I used to. I want that joy I used to have, that excitement of being a Christian, the joy that was there. I draw near to you right now, Lord, and I ask you to draw near to me. In your name I pray, amen. Amen. Praise God. Okay, well, we're going to light our candles and spread the light of God, amen? And um, we're also gonna sing uh, Silent Night. And while we do this, say a prayer for the thing you desire most from the Lord. Because I believe Jesus is gonna answer that prayer tonight on Christmas Eve, right? Amen. Merry Christmas, and thank you for listening to the Pastor Scott Huffman podcast from Lighthouse Church Ministries. Jesus is the light of the world, and we are light bearers of his light. Blessings to you, and we'll see you in the new year.